Therapy Chat Podcast, episode 118. This is the Therapy Chat Podcast with Laura Reagan, LCSWC. The information shared in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. And now, here's your host, Laura Reagan, LCSWC. Hi, welcome back to Therapy Chat. So in last week's episode, my interview with Dick Schwartz of Internal Family Systems, which was amazing, I thought, I told you all that I was going to do an episode this week to explain more about the way I use parts work and what learning about parts work was like for me. And I will do that, but I decided not to do it this week for a couple reasons. One is it's December 21st and I am in California and very busy with a celebration for a dear friend. And I just had to say it's not self-compassionate to force myself to put together that episode in a rush when I have a lot I'm doing here and I need time and space for myself and to celebrate with my friend. And... It is the holiday season and my clients have been talking all month and last month in particular about how tough Thanksgiving and the winter holidays of December are for them. So I decided it would really be best all around to go ahead and share with you an episode from way back. It was originally episode 12 and replay for you my episode on getting through the holidays when it's not the most wonderful time of the year for you. So you will hear some of the reasons why holidays can be hard for people and some strategies to get through it and feel better. Remember, it's always a great idea to seek out support when you need it. If the holidays are very tough for you every year and it kind of is something you, you dread for whatever reason, find a counselor or therapist to talk to. It can really make a difference. So let's dive right into episode 118 on surviving and thriving during the holidays when it's not your favorite time of the year. Enjoy. It's that time of the year again, late November. It's time for holiday cheer in all of its forms. We start with everything pumpkin spice, then comes turkey, cranberries, pumpkin pie, lights, wreaths, peppermint mocha, evergreen trees, family gatherings, gifts. Then the tail end of the season brings New Year's parties, resolutions, and goals for a wonderful year ahead. Some of this Look forward to this time of year with excitement and joy, envisioning happy reunions with loved ones who live nearby and those who we don't see as often due to distance or for other reasons. We imagine everyone laughing, enjoying time together, feeling gratitude, contentment, and peace. There are parties to attend, heartfelt gifts to give and receive, special traditions and family celebrations which have been repeated year after year. But not everyone's feeling the love. For many of us, the holidays are actually quite the opposite. 
My clients often share that the holidays are the most difficult time of their year. Why? And I don't know if any of you listening can relate to this, but I'll give you a few good reasons why some people feel like getting through the holidays is an accomplishment every year. So the first reason would be you want to feel excited about the holidays, but you can't be with the people you love. You may have lost someone you love in the past year. The first everything without them is hard, but the holidays seem to hit particularly hard. It might feel like you're just going through the motions. Nothing feels the same. Even if the loss of this special person isn't new, you're reminded of the pain of missing them at every holiday. Or maybe this is your first Thanksgiving or insert your favorite winter holiday here since an important long-term relationship ended. Being suddenly single at the family gathering can feel like you have all eyes on you as you try to act normal and hope no one will ask about why you and your ex aren't together anymore. Maybe you can't be with your family and it just doesn't feel right celebrating the holidays away from the people you love. Whether you're a deployed military member or you're the family member waiting for the military member to return and you're back home, it's hard being away from the people you love at the holidays. Sometimes it's just a matter of geographical distance. It's too hard to visit at this time of the year. And let's face it, traveling in November and December, particularly around Thanksgiving, Hanukkah, and Christmas, it's the most expensive and stressful time for air travel. You might have limited time off from work and spending two out of the five precious days that you have off hustling through airports or driving on congested roadways so that you can visit for a short time only to turn around and do it again to get back home might be less than appealing. Maybe you're divorced and you're dreading dividing the holiday time with the kids between you and your ex. Maybe you're local, but you have to staff the hospital, the fire or police station, work the mobile crisis team, answer a 24-7 hotline, or do some other job that doesn't end so that your coworkers can be home with their families. And while you love your job, It does put a damper on holiday celebrations. Another reason why people say that the holidays can be the most difficult time of the year for them is trying to create the perfect holiday. It's stressful. Therapist, we've all had that moment. You wake up in the middle of the night. Oh my gosh, did I do my notes? Well, you don't have to worry about that anymore when you use therapy notes. Therapy notes makes it easy to write your notes get them done quickly, but thoroughly. My group practice has used therapy notes for six years and everyone always finds it easy to use. But the best thing is if you do need help, you can call their customer service number and a person answers the phone. And anytime I've ever had to use it, which is maybe three times in the past six years, my issue has been resolved easily with a cheerful demeanor in 15 minutes or less. So I highly recommend Therapy Notes. And don't forget, go to therapynotes.com and use promo code CHAT to get two free months. We all know consumerism is at an all-time high during this time of year. Stores start putting up their Christmas displays sometimes right at Halloween. Black Friday, the annual shopping day after Thanksgiving that supposedly offers the best sales, has crept into Thanksgiving. And um, I'm sure you've heard people complaining about store workers who have to miss their Thanksgiving meal because they're in the 
store preparing for people to start coming in at 5 p.m. on Thanksgiving Day. Maybe you feel pressure to find the perfect gift for everyone on your list. You worry about choosing the best combination of thoughtful and affordable for each person. And each year as your list grows longer, it becomes more difficult to do that. Many people feel that the proper way to celebrate the holidays is decorating your house just so. This means putting up lights outside, decorating with wreaths, candles in the windows, setting just the right festive tone. But it has to look better than everyone else's house and it can't be the same as what you did last year. That's expensive. It takes a lot of time and it can be really stressful. You're putting a lot of pressure on yourself to make it look a certain way to outdo yourself and outdo your neighbors every year. Both you and anyone who might be helping you with all that decorating can feel pretty stressed. And the holidays can put a huge strain on finances. I don't think that's any surprising news. When you add up the cost of greeting cards, postage, home decorations, holiday meals for larger than usual numbers of people, hosting parties, alcohol, buying the right outfit for every party you go to, travel expenses. It's quite a lot above our usual monthly budgets. And many of us don't get any kind of extra pay in the months of November and December to provide these these extra dollars, not to mention the cost of buying gifts. So I know some people get end of year bonuses, but I've never really been one to get those huge bonuses as a therapist. But you know, even for those people who receive that, usually that's part of what they count on is their annual salary. It's not like you want to spend all of that on making one holiday special. Another thing that can make the holidays extra challenging is putting pressure on yourself to create perfect holiday memories. Buying children expensive gifts can be a way that parents try to ensure their kids' happiness. If your financial situation is strained, you may find yourself comparing the number of gifts you're giving your kids for Christmas or Hanukkah with with what other families are doing and feeling you come up short. That can cause a lot of shame at this time of year. Third reason that can make the holidays extra hard for people is when you can't stand getting together with your family of origin. If you're not familiar with that phrase, family of origin means the family you grew up in. If you had a less than happy childhood, those feelings frequently come to a head at this time of year. When gathering with extended family, unresolved and unspoken issues can be the elephant in the room. No one's willing to talk about it, but everyone knows it's there. Tommy and Joey don't get along and mom and dad keep trying to get them to spend time together. Or Uncle Fred is creepy and everyone feels uncomfortable around him, but no one feels like they can speak up. Family members create secret alliances, certain people joined together and others are kept in the dark about what's going on to avoid anyone being upset. But the kids who can usually sense what's really happening, they may act out feeling the stress and tension that's palpable while the adults seem oblivious. Then when the kids are acting out, the adults get more stressed. It's a cycle. Some family members may think of family gatherings as a time to pretend to be one big happy family, but others are just waiting for the chance to air their grievances that they've been holding in all year long. Maybe everyone's pretending to be happy through clenched teeth, but then the alcohol starts flowing and people are saying what they really think. Long-standing jealousy and resentment between siblings tends to show up in these situations. Part of you might be hoping to have that perfect holiday you think everyone else enjoys, but another part of you is dreading seeing these people again. So I made this list of three reasons why people may dread the holiday season rather than looking forward to it. 
because we get the message we're supposed to love the holiday season. It's supposed to be so wonderful. It's the most wonderful time of the year. But if you feel disappointment and grief over what's missing, it can be overwhelming. And many of us are feeling that way throughout the months of November, December, and January. If this is a problem for you and you really want things to change, you don't want to feel this way every year, therapy really can help. You don't have to feel that way. It is a time of year that can be really special and it's what you make of it. The holiday season is supposed to be a time of joy and light, but memories of loved ones who aren't there can bring painful emotions to the surface. Feelings of loss related to wishing for a happier childhood frequently arise at this time of the year. Rather than being the most joyful time of the year, November through February is often the most stressful time of the year. If that resonates for you, then keep listening for three easy strategies for surviving the holidays that you can really use all year long. For those of us who experience feeling unwanted, abandoned, ignored, overlooked, or not good, pretty, smart, successful, loved, rich, thin, or fill in the blank enough in our childhood and teenage years, gathering with family can be more painful than fun. Unspoken resentment and unresolved tension interfere with the closeness and loving warmth we wish for when we are together with our families of origin. So these tips will help you get through the holidays with your sense of well-being intact. The holidays are a stressful time for many reasons, but to get through it feeling connected to your values, in control, and emotionally safe, these three strategies can help. First, set boundaries. Do you know what it means to set boundaries? It took me a long time to understand what it meant, but the best way I know to explain boundaries is setting boundaries means defining what is okay and what is not okay for you. So here's how it works. For example, let's say you always gather with your extended family at your mother's house for Christmas. You want to go because it's your family tradition and it's the only time your whole family gathers together. However, your relationship with your mother is strained and you feel uncomfortable being around her. She wasn't really there for you emotionally when you were little, and you aren't close with her now. She's critical of you to your face and talks about you negatively behind your back to your siblings. Furthermore, things usually get ugly after dinner when people have been drinking and the sarcastic remarks, passive-aggressive comments, and criticism start coming out. Last year, you and your uncle got into a huge argument and it hasn't been addressed since you stormed out that night. So you plan to attend this annual ritual this year as always, but you're having mixed emotions. Part of you is hoping this year will be different, that your mom will be kind and loving towards you, and that you and your uncle will get along better. But another part of you is feeling really anxious about going, and the dread is increasing daily. You feel you only have two options. Go and be miserable, or stay home and feel guilty, and have your mom be mad at you. Here's how to set boundaries. First, ask yourself what you need. This can be difficult if you usually make decisions based on what other people need and want rather than your own thoughts and feelings. Consider that you have many options to choose from and pick one that feels right to you. You may decide to stay home and not attend the gathering at all. Or maybe you would prefer to go, but not hang around after dinner when things start getting wild. Would it feel better to talk to your uncle beforehand and clear the air about what happened last year? Maybe you'd like to talk to your mom about visiting her on a different day around the holidays when there's less stress and tension. You can choose how you want to show up, literally and figuratively, for this event. Let your own thoughts and feelings be your guide. 
It may be helpful to discuss your feelings with a trusted friend or journal about it. Once you've come up for a plan with how you want to deal with the issue of attending the family gathering, talk to your mom about your plans. Let her know what you'll be doing this year by speaking directly and without anger. If setting boundaries is new for you, it may be helpful to practice saying this in a mirror so you can feel more confident. And if this is a new communication style within your family, your mom may balk at hearing that your plans are different from the usual tradition and her expectations. That doesn't mean you're wrong to speak up for what you need. Communicating directly and speaking your truth in a loving way is not wrong. In fact, it's because you love your family and yourself that you want to find a way to attend an important event that feels right for you, so you and your family can enjoy being together. And this is true year-round, not only during the holidays, so these strategies are effective anytime, and oftentimes it takes multiple experiences of setting boundaries and sticking to them for your family to really accept that you're going to do things the way that feels best for you instead of subjecting yourself to doing things in a way that you feel miserable. Okay, the second tip is manage your expectations. As I mentioned, sometimes we have ideas about how we hope things are going to be when we interact with our families. We have these ideas, even though we've had decades of experience interacting with family members and the communication may not have changed over all those years. So there's a fantasy of how you want things to be. And then there's the reality of how it's more likely to go. Knowing this, it can be helpful to anticipate issues which might arise and plan for how you will deal with them if they happen. For example, although you wish your mom would be kind, loving, and supportive towards you this Christmas, the reality is that she doesn't communicate that way, even if she has those feelings on the inside. And you can't control her behavior. So what can you control? Anticipating what might trigger you during the visit helps you plan ahead, which allows you to feel more in control. For one thing, you can plan for how you might address it if your mother is critical of you. On the other hand, if you're caught up in the fantasy of this idealized perfect family visit, that criticism feels more hurtful because you're surprised and disappointed that things didn't go the way you hoped they would this year. This is also a chance to set boundaries. Ask yourself what you need. What would you like to tell your mom about what is okay and what is not okay with you? Maybe you decide that when she begins criticizing you, you will leave. You can also try ignoring her or changing the subject when the criticism starts. Or you can address it with her directly. How you go about it is up to you, but you have the right to set boundaries with your family so you can feel emotionally safe. Especially if your family of origin was abusive, you owe it to yourself and to your children, if you have them, to set boundaries. Children are stuck in these family conflicts with little to no power over what happens. They're depending on you to keep them safe. Maybe Uncle Freddy gets drunk every year at dinner and begins yelling at his daughter, your cousin Annie. As much as you hate seeing him do this every year, you feel powerless to do anything about it. Again, you can't control his behavior, but knowing that this is likely to happen, you can plan for how you will handle it. It is okay to leave the room when you feel uncomfortable, and you can be as direct as you like in explaining your reason for doing so. Removing your children from witnessing that is also a compassionate thing to do for their sake. And maybe Uncle Freddie will see that you're uncomfortable and realize that he's behaving inappropriately. 
When others are behaving inappropriately or abusively, you don't owe them an explanation, but you can still excuse yourself without being hurtful if you've anticipated what might come up and how you'll handle it. Setting boundaries with love can help you maintain the relationships you value without feeling as if you're tolerating being mistreated. Once again, managing your expectations about your interactions with family members is something you can do year-round, not just at the holidays. The third tip is practice self-care. Self-care is another concept which we often hear about but don't always understand. Self-care means treating yourself the way you treat someone you love. So you don't have to subject yourself to doing what you've always done for the holidays if you don't enjoy it. What would make you feel good during this time of year? This can be a good time to catch up on rest and relaxation. If it's a particularly sad, painful time for you, allowing yourself to feel your emotions and finding ways to comfort yourself can help. As I suggested previously, ask yourself what you need. Tune into what your body and mind are telling you and let that be your guide. Do you give yourself time to feel your feelings? Or are you more likely to push through and try to ignore feelings which may get in the way of you completing everything on your to-do list? Practicing self-care can be as simple as making time to eat when you are hungry rather than skipping meals in favor of attending to other responsibilities. Stopping work to go to the bathroom is an act of self-care. Getting enough sleep at night is part of a self-care practice. Setting boundaries, moving your body daily, taking time to read for pleasure, listening to music, walking in nature, soaking in a hot bath, meditation, spending time doing things you love. All of these are examples of self-care. So what does self-care look like for you? You can find a lot of information about self-care on my website, lauraregan.lcswc.com. You can also get there through therapychatpodcast.com. Hopefully these tips will help you remember that you deserve to make self-care an important part of your routine. And if the sadness you feel this time of year is not going away, consider getting in touch with me if you're in Maryland or another therapist to get started feeling better. You might be surprised how much better you can feel. I wish you peace during this holiday season and I'll talk to you in the new year. Thanks for listening. I hope that you found some helpful tips on getting through the holidays when it's a time of year that's really hard for you. And maybe even realize that if you feel that way, you're not alone and you're not. Thank you so much for listening to Therapy Chat. We are going to go ahead and take the rest of the year off and we'll come back in January and have some new episodes for you, including that one on parts work that I talked about. So I appreciate your support all year and all the time. If you want more of all things therapy chat, come to our Facebook group. Just search therapy chat podcast in the groups on Facebook and I'll catch you in the new year. Take care. Thank you for listening to therapy chat with your host, Laura Reagan, LCSWC. For more information, please visit therapychatpodcast.com.